So as I said, we are in this sermon series, Get Fit, where we're talking about change. We're talking about transformation. Who has made some, uh, 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 what are they called, uh, resolutions this year? Anybody? No one made any resolutions. Raise your hand if you made a resolution. Sean, what was your resolution? Stay off social media in the evening. How's that going? Pretty well so far. Um, so obviously, resolutions are things that we can control. And, and there are a lot of things in your life that are outside of your control, right? And so I, what I like to do is I like to think about the things that are in my control because so many things are not in my control. And I, I actually, I looked up a list of things that are in your control, things that you can change. And I want to read a couple of these because some of these are really good just to think about things that you can control today. Here's a couple of things that you can control in your day today. You can control how many times you smile today. That's pretty good. You can control your level of honesty you can control how well you prepare. Also, you can control how you act on your feelings. Sometimes other people can control how you feel because they can push that on you. They can, they can make you feel certain things, but you can control how you act on your feelings. Possibly related, you control when you walk away from a conversation. Some people need to hear that. You control when you walk away from a conversation. You can control what types of food you eat today. Also, you can control how many new things you try. You can control how much exercise you get. You, and somebody really needs to hear this, you control how many negative articles you read. You feel that deeply right now? Okay. You control the attention you give to the loved ones you see. On a daily basis, you control that. You control what books you read. You control how many times you admit you don't know something and then learn something new. You control how much rest you get at night. You control whether or not you judge other people. And this is a really good one. You control how many times you say, I love you. Okay? So those are some things that you control. So I am very interested right now in, in controlling the things that I can control in my life. And one of the things that I, ha I can control in my life and that I want to do in this new year uh, and continue to do and develop over this year is I want to fall in love with this book again. You know what this book is? It's the Holy Bible. It's not Harry Potter. It looks it's about the same thickness as the Harry Potter books, but it is the Word of God, okay? This is the Holy Scripture, and we're going to be talking a little bit about this today because we're talking about getting fit. Um, and what I want to do, and I hope I can impart some of this, this, this uh, holy desire in your heart, this hunger to desire after the Word of God. Now, here's something that is, that is, is very, very true. What and who you listen to influences what you do, okay? What and who you listen to influences what you do. It is not a neutral thing. When you hear something and you take something in, it has an influence on you. So what is the input that you're, you're getting all the time? I want in 2018 
for this book to be my main influencer in my life. Because I do believe, and, and as Christians, um, we believe that this word is the word of God. So, I want to read a scripture to you, because we're talking about getting fit, and today we're actually talking about training. We're going to be talking about, last week we were talking about taking our measurements, which is what you usually do before you start getting fit. So, today we're actually going to talk about getting fit, and what can we do to train ourselves. Now, I want to read from the scriptures. I want to read from Hebrews chapter 12, and I'm going to start in verse 7 here. It says this, bear hardship for the sake of discipline. God is treating you like sons and daughters. What child isn't disciplined by his or her father? But if you don't experience discipline, which happens to all children, then you are illegitimate and not real sons and daughters. What's more, we had human parents who disciplined us, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? Our human parents disciplined us for a while, for a little while, as it seemed best to them, but God does it for our benefit so that we can share his holiness. No discipline is fun while it lasts, but it seems painful at the time. However, Later, however, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness for those who have been trained by it. Who was ever disciplined by their parents? Okay. Um, one, if you've ever read The Onion, one of my favorite articles was this article that said, cool dad is terrible father. The Onion, it's a, it's a satirical newspaper. And it, the article was, that's a joke, by the way, cool dad is terrible father. The idea is that if you're just a parent that's just a friend to your children, sometimes you might not be doing your job, okay? Sometimes doing your job as a parent means you discipline. And part of what God's relationship with us is that he disciplines us. He trains us up by his discipline so that we can be we can yield what this scripture says is the fruit of righteousness the fruit of righteousness now how does this happen how are we trained up by god for the fruit of righteousness well i was thinking about this um, in fitness there's a principle called the 7030 principle has ever, anybody ever heard of that the, this 7030 principle is this is that 70% uh, of fitness is what you eat, okay? So physical fitness is 70% what you eat and 30% what you do. Doesn't that seem a little bit imbalanced to you? Uh, I learned this very deeply personally, and I've shared this uh, in, in a sermon before, but uh, back in October, I ran my first marathon, okay? I ran my first marathon, 26.2 miles. It almost killed me, but I'm here before you today. I, I did survive it. Now, this was funny. I went to see my doctor before... I ran the marathon, and my doctor, um, uh, he, he, you're supposed to do that. They, they, he does some blood work and makes sure that you're physically capable of this. And so he, he said, you look good. Everything looks good. Um, and then he asked uh, this question. He said, have you lost any weight since you've been training? Because, you know, I was running. Uh, you, you run up to 20 miles before, and, and so I'm running a lot. And uh, he said, have you lost any weight during your training? I said, well, actually, not really. And he was kind of surprised. that He said, well, hmm, well, what do you eat? And I said, everything. I eat everything. And, and he said, okay, well, um, and, and I, 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 I 
you know, felt kind of guilty after I said that. I said, well, you know, I've heard that you should carb load. And he said, okay, well, some people need to carb load. I don't think you're one of those people that needs to carb load. Um, and then he brought up this principle. He said, he said well, you know, you, you, you basically it's a 70-30 principle that what you eat has a bigger impact than what you do. And you can run a ton. And I was running a ton. And, and if you're eating a lot more than that, you're not going to lose any weight. So this idea of the 70-30 principle, uh, it, I, I, I kind of grasped that for the first time when I was doing this. Now, I think I'm the only person, by the way, who has ever run a marathon and not lost any weight. But So this, this, this principle uh, kind of came to life for me. And I think that this is very, very true in our lives as well when we're thinking about spirituality, when we're thinking about how to get fit spiritually. It has a lot more to do, not just with what we do, but what we intake. What, what are we feeding on? And I want to read this scripture from 2 Timothy. It says this, and, and this is a scripture that is talking about scripture. It says, every scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for showing mistakes, for correcting, and I love this, for training character so that the person who belongs to God can be equipped to do everything that is good. So the word of God trains our character. Uh, there's an awesome scripture. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump to another scripture really, really quickly from the book of Ezekiel because I think that this is really great when we think about this principle of what we feed on. Because again, what and who you listen to influences what you do. So I want to read this from Ezekiel. Ezekiel is a really fun book of, of the Bible. It is... Um, it is strange. A lot of the, the prophetic books from the Old Testament are very, very strange. Um, and so I'm going to read this from Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a prophet, and Ezekiel was, it's very interesting, he had a revelation of God when he was in exile. So uh, Israel was attacked by the Babylonians. Uh, this is a long time ago, before, the, before Christ. This is in the Old Testament. They, they were, and a bunch of Israelites were taken into exile. So they were exiles living in Babylon. And he had this vision of God, that God came down on a chariot, and God wanted to impart a truth to the Hebrew people, and Ezekiel was going to be his prophet. And this is, uh, the, the first two chapters are basically explaining this vision that Ezekiel gets, and this is the first thing that God tells him. He says this, then to me, then, uh, then he said to me, human one, eat this thing that you've found. Eat this scroll. So God has given the scroll to Ezekiel. Eat this scroll and go. Speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he fed me the scroll. He said to me, human one, feed your belly and fill your stomach with this scroll that I give you. So I ate it. And in my mouth it became sweet as honey. Then he said to me, human one, go. Go to the house of Israel and speak my words to them. It's interesting, this, this scripture is actually mirrored later in the Bible in the book of Revelation, another uh, book where we find this prophet of God getting a revelation from God, and it's very similar where this scroll is given to John. And, and uh, basically the Spirit of God tells him to eat the scroll, to eat the scroll. I want you to look at your neighbor for a second and say, you are what you eat. Some of you, that's very worrying. You're like, I am a hot pocket. 
You are what you eat. And that's very, very true as, as far as what we take in. What we take in. We are what we eat. Uh, I was having a conversation. My wife uh, was, was, was um, talking to me about this just in our family, in our home. One thing that concerned her, and, and uh, it, it, it really was kind of a wake-up to me as well, is, is what are we allowing in our household to be just, just going through the airwaves? What, what are we intaking and allowing our children to intake? What is basically our food, our media consumption in our house? This is something that we can control. There are so many things in your life and your children's lives that you can't control. But what you can control is what you are eating. You can control what you are hearing and what you are seeing. And this can be things that are giving you life or they can be things that are feeding you death. Okay? And there is a lot of death around. And that is, that is vying for your attention. There are a lot of things that, that want you to consume them that are not good for you, that are not life-giving. We can control who and what we listen to, and that can influence our lives. Are we eating the scroll? Now, um, pull this out. Did, did everybody get one of these? I, I wanted to show you guys this. This is a Bible reading plan. Like I said, I, I really, really want to fall in love with the Word of God this year. And one of the ways we can do that, and, and I want to invite everybody in, in this room right now uh, into a holy habit, okay? Um, this is a Bible reading program that you can, you can do every day. This takes us through the month of March. And it's my plan that we can, we can carry this on after March and give you another one of these. Um, basically, if you read... This. Now, you see that that's about three or four chapters every day. It usually takes me about between 10 and 15 minutes to read this. And in fact, I'm going to share a dirty little secret with you. Um, on my phone, I have a, an app. It's called Version, And uh, I don't always tell you to get on your phone right now. Uh, but if you want to get on, Version is a great Bible app. It is free. It has almost every translation of the Bible in it. And here's the great thing, is that it also has uh, downloadable audio versions of the Bible. The great thing about that is on my way to work, I go through my Bible plan. So this plan, I, I have it read to me on my way to work. And I'll tell you what, I was, uh, I was uh, uh, last year... I spent almost every day listening to the news on my way to work. By the time I got to work, guess what I was? Outraged. Because, let me tell you something, I don't care what your political persuasion is, I will tell you this is true. We live in an outrage culture right now. We live in a culture that wants you to be mad. If you're a Democrat, they want you to be mad at the Republicans. If you're a Republican, they want you to be mad at the Democrats. Everybody wants you to be angry. And what I would hope is that you don't make that your food. This is something that I am trying very hard to do. And I'm not saying don't be informed. We should be informed. We should know what's going on. And, and you know, the, the Scripture tells us to be uh, people who have an impact on the world around us. But that doesn't mean we have to be filled with the trash that our world wants us to be filled with. And so I don't want to be filled with outrage. So on my daily commute, I listen to this. 
I listen to the scripture, and guess what? When I get to work, I am filled with hope. I am filled with a passion for God. I'm filled with zeal for the kingdom of God as opposed to outrage. I'm not just mad at people. I'm not just looking at everybody who disagrees with me like, like, like they're terrible. I'm suddenly filled with hope and I'm filled with compassion. And, and I'll tell you what, Jesus came with love. Jesus came so that we could be set free. And he came to, to put that same kind of selfless love on the inside of us. And if we're filled with the word of God, we're filled with the love of God. Again, I want you to say to somebody next to you, you are what you eat. So what are we going to eat in 2018? What are we going to eat in 2018? Do we want to be filled with outrage? Or do we want to be filled with the love of Jesus Christ that that propels us to live differently, that propels us to, to walk differently, that propels us to speak words of truth, words of life. I want to be filled with that. Don't you want to be filled with that? So I want to invite you in this year because what and who we listen to influences what we do. So I, I, want, to, I want us to, to be feeding on good things. Um, I want to, I, I had somebody mention to me, uh, I'm doing a Tuesday night group and I want to invite you to it. If, if you have a Tuesday night free, I'm doing a, uh, a, a small group and we have lots of groups that are meeting on Tuesday nights at 6.30. We, we usually get together at 5.45 and have a, um, uh, just a meal together, and then we're, we have several groups that meet and just dig into the Word of God and, and spend some time together. Um, I'm doing one called The Good Book, where we're reading, uh, we're reading through the big message of Scripture through about 40 different Scriptures. Now, um, Somebody said to me when we, we were in our group, I, sometimes I just don't know where to start. This is a good way to start reading Scripture, but I also want to say this. I'll share with you something that has been really influential in my life as far as how to read Scripture to get something out of it. I, I found this very, very useful. I learned this, at, I think, in about 2004, this way of reading the Bible called SOAP. I've shared this before, um, so if, if this is old news to you, I'm sorry, but it's, it's been really helpful to me. I, when I read scripture, even when I have scripture read to me, I use this method of journaling. So what I do is I listen to the Bible usually, and then whatever has kind of stood out to me, I'll, I'll mark that down. And here's, here's the way I do it. I actually write S-O-A-P vertically on a piece of paper. Uh, and then what that is is I choose a scripture, just usually a verse, one of the verses out of the several chapters I read, and then I will take that scripture and I'll meditate on it. I'll just spend a couple minutes saying, God, what are you trying to speak? This, this jumped out at me. What are you trying to say out of this scripture? Then I'll make an observation, something about that that I observed, and then I'll write down my observation. Then I take an application from that, okay? So my observation turns into an application. How is this going to change how I live? Because it's one thing to read Scripture. It's another to apply it to your life so that you're going to be different because of it. Okay, so Scripture, observation, application. Then I pray that application. Then I pray, God, change me. Use this application to change my life. When I started doing this, it kind of changed how I read Scripture. It wasn't just a passive thing where I just read it or listened to it and then um, 
okay, on to the next thing in my life. It became something where I had to apply it in some way to how I lived. And so I, I have a lot of these floating. I have a bunch of journals because I can never keep the same journal all the time. So I have a, several of these. But what's great is like looking at them down the line. I'll sometimes pick up an old journal that I'd had in you know 2009 and read that application. I'll be like, wow, that was really cool. And here's the great thing about this. I, I love using... Uh, there, there's some people who use uh, daily devotional books and things like that. I like that, but what this trains you to do is to hear directly from God, to basically say, God, I know that you can speak and that you can speak to me directly. And he can, and he will if you have just, just an openness to hear from God for that day. And so I like that this is just a direct line from you to Scripture to just say, I want to hear from you, God, and you're just putting yourself in a place to listen. Oh, my, yes. Sorry, guys. I, I just wanted to interrupt really quickly. I don't do this all the time. Um, so this um, Bible reading program that Tim was talking about, there's the app on your phone that you can download. Within that app is that Bible reading plan. You can find that plan in the app, and it will read that plan to you every day. If you need a reminder or if you need directions on how to download the app, how to find the plan online, we could probably put that on the website, and you could go to the church website and click on where it says Bible reading plan. And is that something probably we could do, Kimberly? Yeah, she's saying yes. So it, we'll have that on the website. And if you want to go back later, that will have all the directions and the instructions on how to find this plan on the bookmark online. It's because it's easy to forget as soon as you walk out of here, right? That, oh, shoot, that, what, what was Tim saying? That was so good. Oh, can't remember. Let's go to lunch. I've got stuff to do today. So um, it, if you are, remember this or if there, you go home and you think, gosh, there was something he said today that I wanted to remember. We'll put it on the website. Check the church website, and that will have the Bible reading plan every day. And it will also have the steps to take for you to get the app on your phone and to find that plan on your phone. And then you can figure out there's a button right at the bottom that it will read to you every day. So you're getting that word into your spirit every day, that life-giving word that really we can't live without, right? Right? That's what we need. That's that 70% that we need in our life. 70% needs to be what are we feeding ourselves spiritually, right? So spiritually, we're going to be feeding ourselves the word this year. Amen? Amen. I wish I could be passionate like that. No, that was great. Uh, I'm going to invite our band back up onto the stage. Um, again, whatever you listen to is going to influence you. Whatever you take in is going to is going to change who you are. And more and more, our world is going to ask you to be outraged. And, and uh, you know, sometimes there, there's, there's some truth to the fact we even saw Jesus sometimes get outraged. I'm not saying anger is, is, is never without its place. But what we do, what we want is to be filled with the Word of God. Because the Word of God speaks truth. It speaks life on the inside of us. And we are what we eat. So I'm just going to invite you this, this year to eat the scroll. Okay? I'm going to invite you this year to make a holy habit of Scripture and taking in the Word of God and making it something that, that influences. Let that be the first thing that influences. There are so many things that are out of your control in this world. But what you take in, you can control. So if you would, 
stand to your feet, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray, and then we're going we're gonna to worship God again. But I'm just going to pray that God would give us just a grace this year to be diligent to study his word, to be diligent to take in his word, and to let that be the first thing that our spirits soak in in the morning, to let that be the thing that, that, that sends us out into the world. Lord God, I, I pray. I pray that you would give us a holy passion for your word, that you would let it shape us, that you would let it form us, that you would let it train us up, Lord God. And I pray that you, you would just give us hearts that are diligent and that, that it not just be something that, that, that becomes a chore, God, but it's something that gives us life, that changes how we live, that changes how we view the people around us, not in negative ways where we hold things against them, but we see people as children of God, that we see people as, as objects of love and affection because that's what your word tells us. Your word tells us that you love us. So help us to change the way we live, to change the way we look at others, to change the way that we view the world and our place in it. Let us be shaped and formed by your words. Let us eat your scroll, God, in a way that, that changes our every day. God, I pray that you would just help us to do this. Let this be a year of us taking hold of the things that we can change and letting us be changed and transformed by your word. We pray this in your holy name. Amen.